Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. And happy Friday. Finally, this has been a week. (laughs) I know I say this every week, but this has been a week. This week, I was really thrown off my game. Somebody also mentioned to me that Mercury is in retrograde right now. I had no idea what that really meant, so I Googled it. And in case you were wondering too, here's what it is. Retrograde motion means a planet is moving in the opposite direction to normal around the sun. However, the planets never actually change direction. It just looks like they do. So this is called apparent retrograde motion, when to us on Earth, it looks like a planet is moving across the sky in the opposite direction to its usual movement. And because Mercury is closest to the sun and has the fastest orbit, it appears to move backwards in the sky more often than any other planet. And this happens a couple times a year, which is so interesting. Mercury retrograde has a direct effect on transmission of information. These times in particular are traditionally associated with confusion, delay, and frustration. According to astrologers, anytime a planet goes retrograde, it's an invitation to slow down, be gentle with yourself, and be more intentional. Who knew, right? (laughs) So in case the last few weeks have been a cluster for you, like they have been for me, you're not alone, and it's interesting to know there's actually some science behind it. And by the way, the retrograde period is supposed to end May 14th, so next week. So it's interesting because those lessons are what I actually needed to learn this week, right? So let me get into what actually happened. Monday, I had signed up as a volunteer to be a lunch helper at my son's school. I have all the best intentions when I do this, right? But then, of course, when the time actually comes to do it, it's just never the right time. Am I right? You guys, you know this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a stressful email come in from a client right before I had to leave, and I had a few, several more actually, emails that came in while I was gone. And I was also feeling Monday morning very much behind because Friday was a half day for my one of my sons. And I just, I couldn't juggle it all. And I hardly got anything done on Friday, right? So, you know, beyond that, I also have a ton of meetings coming up. So I had all these things swirling in my head, right? But I go because I signed up and I just had to go. So it's pizza day and I'm helping out with some other moms, just making sure all the kids have the lunch that they ordered and they have all their milks and everything. So I'm talking with some of the other moms in between lunch periods and another mom asked me if I work. Honestly, this question doesn't usually bother me, but on this particular day at this particular time, it really bothered me. Like I was feeling so overwhelmed, like this question stopped me in my tracks. I was like, oh yeah, I work full time and I mostly from home, right? She responded with, I have no idea how you do it. I stopped working when I had kids. It's so hard to juggle all the kids, the activities and your work, especially working from home because everyone's there. And she's like, I could just never do it. 
I know it was so innocent and she was actually trying to pay me a compliment and be so supportive of me, but she had no idea how much that triggered me. After the whole lunch thing was over, I beelined for my car and I just cried for a good solid 10 minutes. And it wasn't that mom. That mom had nothing to do with it. It could have been anybody, right? It, it's all of it. It's the situation. When I'm in it every day, right, and I'm doing all the things that I need to get done and I'm just in the routines, right, I'm not really thinking about it and I'm okay. It's when someone makes a comment like, I don't know how you do it to me, that I get knocked off track because honestly, I have no idea how I do it either. And I don't like that feeling, right? I don't like that feeling of not knowing what I'm doing. So I went home and felt more stressed, right? Because of all the emails that I had missed. And that just knocked me totally off course. It feels like I'm walking on this balance beam every day. And as long as I stay focused on the task at hand, I can stay balanced. But this just totally threw me off and I fell right off the beam and I struggled so hard to get back on. So Tuesday, I'm feeling weak and defeated and I just can't shake it. But I was going through my day prepping as I usually do for a client meeting that was in the afternoon. I thought I did a pretty good job and I was prepared as best as I possibly could be for this meeting. And then I'm in the meeting and it takes an unexpected turn for me. The client had a lot of stress about something that's going on in their life and the stress is palpable. Like I can feel it through the computer. And it was a tough meeting because she's throwing questions and scenarios at me that I wasn't expecting. And I wasn't fully prepared to answer at that time, right? Every time I tried to answer a question, I doubted myself. I eventually just said, okay, we need to get some more time to work through this. Let's schedule another meeting for next week. But it was just so uncomfortable. I get off that call and, of course, I immediately get a call from my husband who proceeded to project his anxiety from his day because he was having a tough day too onto me, right? And I'm a very empathetic and very sensitive person and I absorb all the feelings of those people around me because I care so much. So between the palpable stress of my client and my husband's stress and then the regular routine of the kids coming home and transitioning into home and dinner and baseball practice and homework and all of that stuff, right? I was in rough shape that night especially because I hadn't regrouped since my meltdown the day before. I tried to hold it together, but of course I had nothing left in me. So Tuesday night was just a mess. Wednesday, I was still processing all of that. I was grumpy. I felt stress. I still felt lack. I felt like very victim-y, like everyone else is living a different and better life experience than I am. And that's such a crappy, negative energy place to be, and it feels awful. It wasn't until Thursday that I finally was able to pull myself out. I went for a run after dropping off my son, and I was listening to a podcast on this exact thing, right? Aligning your energy with what you want. I had this realization that I had been exuding this blah energy this week, and and it makes sense, right? I was projecting insecurity and lack and fear and anxiety and scarcity and self-doubt, uncertainty, all the stuff, right? All the things that our brains want us to feel because it keeps us safe. And because of that, when we get into these little funks, it can be really hard to see the big picture and pull ourselves out because our brain is working so hard to keep us safe, right? 
At least that's what I'm experiencing. My brain is trying to find all the reasons why I should continue to feel like a victim of my own life circumstances and why I should continue to let lack run the show every day, even though it feels crappy, right? But I don't have to let it. I am in control here. And I find this so interesting because I never thought that that was the case before. So I get that. I get that I need to get myself back on track, back on that balance beam, doing the cartwheels and the backflips, all of it, right? But how? That's the question that I have. The podcast I was listening to didn't address this. It talked about the importance of being in alignment with those good vibe feelings and energy because that's going to attract more. And it's, it's important to just what goes on in your day, right? Like they, it's all about kind of the universal energy and what you put out is what you get back, right? But I'm keeping it real here. We're humans and we can't be like this all the time. Honestly, I might be okay when I go to bed and I'll have a good perspective on things because I've kind of worked things through in my head that day. But then I wake up in the morning and it's like Groundhog Day. I'm right back to that blah state, the overwhelm, the stress of what I have to do. And I have to coach myself back out of it during the day. Please tell me I'm not alone here. I'm sure I'm not, but it would be cool to know if this is you too, right? (laughs) So since I never had my question answered on that podcast, I'm going to work through it here and try to answer it myself. What happens when you get knocked off course like I did this week? Like when you mess up or when someone says something that triggers you, right? How do you get back to that place where you feel like you're running the show again? you're in control. I don't think there's a magic answer. I think this requires self-awareness, right? Quieting the chatter in our heads and recognizing that that's all it is. It's just chatter. It's not fact. It's having the awareness that this is the brain, again, trying to keep us small. And then having the bravery to say, I'm not playing that game today, right? And slowing down is crucial for this. For me, this week, the slowdown came in the form of a podcast while I was running. And yes, I know you're probably like, that's not slowing down, Megan. You're literally running. I know. But it's quiet time for me. And it's time when I can feel myself in my body. And I'm not pulled in a million directions. It's just me and my body. And I'm running. And yes, I have a podcast in. But it's just me on my in my legs, basically, right? It's more mindfulness than I get most of the time, to be honest. So it's a start. But this can really look like anything, right? As long as you actually hear yourself, hear yourself and and what's going on in that head of yours. How are you feeling? What is the energy that we're feeling at any given time? And what is the energy that we're putting out into the universe right now, right? That's what we need to determine. That's what we need to work through. And I think above it all, we need to recognize that we can't create from lack, right? Nothing good comes from lack. We need to start questioning those underlying beliefs that are driving the bus. For me this week, that's a lot of what I was feeling. There's never enough time in the day to do it all. Everyone needs me all the time, so there's no time for myself. I'm not smart enough. I'm not prepared enough because I'm pulled in so many directions. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough support. I wish things were different, right? A lot of these stories, by the way, come from childhood, right? They're beliefs that I've always, that I heard my mom say over and over again, and they're painful. So I get why it's so much easier to avoid this and not go through this exercise yourself. But the only way out is through. 
nowhere in these thoughts that I just described did I address what I actually do have, right? I was just focused on what I don't have. I wonder how things would be different if I focus my energy on appreciation for what I actually have and what is going for me, right? Like what I have going on in my life. Like I have the gift of 24 hours in a day and I can choose to spend that time however I want. I actually am very smart and I have 17 and a half years of experience in this industry. I have a certified financial planner designation. Like, believe it or not, Megan, like you actually do know what you're doing, right? I have money to live in this house and to pay my bills. It's not a question that I won't be able to pay the bills, right? I have a healthy, beautiful family. And I have the gift of being able to watch my boys grow into curious and well-rounded little people. I have a job that's meaningful and important. I actually have so much, right? When you think about it this way. So the check-in with ourselves and the reframe is really important. We're all chasing this elevated state of living, of being, right? We don't actually want to live in lack and scarcity and fear. So why do we stifle that elevated feeling for ourselves? And we do it all the time subconsciously. We don't even realize we're doing it. We just need to start by realizing that we're doing this, right? By recognizing that we're actually getting in our own way, which comes, right, with slowing down and checking in with ourselves. The podcast that I listened to yesterday said something really poignant for me. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. That's my lesson for this week. I need to figure out what it is that I want in a clear way and start acting accordingly. More joy comes from joy. More love comes from love, right? Let's figure out what it is that we want and start being that in our own everyday lives. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you guys have a great weekend and happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there listening. I'm going to check in on you next week, okay? I know it can be an emotional weekend all around in so many ways, so I'll be here to check in on you. Have a great weekend, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.